0: So this is another important thing with acne is that quite often, you know, some of the people I've worked with, that's been the only thing we've had to do is to get toxins out of the body. So again, I talk about an example in the book where I was working with someone and she was panicking because the first time in her life she had acne at the age of 27 and she was getting married the next year and her face had broken out. She's thinking, oh no, I don't want to look like this on my wedding day, right? So she was freaking out. So we got her eating right for a type. Yeah, a little improvement, but not much. We ran some tests. She had a parasite infection, a little bit of a dysbiosis in the gut. We worked on that. A little bit better, but still far from where she wanted to be. So the next thing I did was, said, right, let's let's run a heavy metal toxicity test. So we did that, and her levels of blood mercury were off the scale. And the first thing I said is, well, the most common thing that causes high levels of mercury, in my experience, is eating lots of tuna. And she went, I've been eating tuna every day for the last 10 years. She was eating tuna sandwiches or having tuna salad every day for lunch. That's all she ever had. So she was 27, I think since she started work at 19, I think she started work. She was having it every day. So I just literally got her to take some uh, liposomal glutathione, And within a few weeks, our acne was gone.
1: Welcome to Your Body's Way, a podcast for all of you health-conscious humans out there who want to nourish, move and take care of your body your way. Not the diet book's way or even my way. Your journey to find your body's way through all of the noise and nonsense starts right here, where I'll be presenting and breaking down all of the current popular health practices so you can make intelligent choices that work for you and you alone. You know what they say, if the shoe fits, so I encourage you to take on what sounds tempting and to reject what doesn't. So let's dive into your journey to becoming the person you know you can be. And welcome back to Your Body's Way and I am Tamara Walpole, your host. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. He is a friend, he's a mentor, but he's also incredible at what he does. His name is Lee Brandon. This is the second time he's been on my podcast, and for really good reason. If you haven't um, heard of Lee Brandon or you don't remember the first episode, just backtrack all the way back. Um, he was one of the first episodes I ever did, and it was just so fab. But today he's back to talk about. Acne once again. He has written a fabulous book called Eliminating Adult Acne for Good. It is such a thrilling read. It is full of information and it's really designed for eliminating your acne for good like it says but then also for anybody who just wants optimal health as well. The same rules apply. Uh, whatever he's written in this book, it applies for everybody. But it's specific for acne. He has his own personal experience with acne, which is really um, which really helps. When you're struggling with acne yourself and you have somebody who is speaking from experience, he's a functional medicine practitioner, he's a Czech practitioner of the Czech Institute, he's an author, he's uh, the host of the Radical Health Rebel podcast, which is, um, I highly recommend that too. And he's a self-proclaimed truth seeker and freedom fighter. So you're going to get all of those great vibes from Lee when he speaks. He's such a fountain of information. So I highly recommend if this is something you're serious about to get rid of your acne to clear up your skin. And you might need to take some notes here because it's really important information. And also grab yourself a copy of his book, which is available at all major um, bookstores and it's available on Amazon as well. So I'm gonna introduce you to Lee, but uh, let's just go to this ad first and then we'll begin the episode. I'm just gonna cut in here quickly to tell you about an amazing supplement and healthy snack company, Paleo Valley. Have I got a treat for you. I love the way they only use the best ingredients that are ethically sourced for you and your family. And you can't miss the podcast episode number 43 with Autumn Smith, the co-founder of Paleo Valley. Because once you listen to it, you'll see that she lives and breathes health for her customers and the planet. My favorite product by far is the Grass-Fed Organ Complex. I know organ meats are the most nutritious foods on the planet, but I struggle to stomach them from time to time, right? but I'm not too worried about missing out on essential nutrients like iron, vitamin B12, and CoQ10, because this 30 day supplement has me covered. I couldn't recommend it enough. My eyes actually feel brighter and my cognitive energy has definitely improved after the first month of use. So if you want the same for yourself, click the link in the show notes for 15% off your next order. You can thank me later. Lee Brandon, welcome to the Your Body's Weight podcast. This is the second time that you've been on this show and for really good reason, because um, not only are you a friend, we've been friends for many, many years now, but um, I see you as an absolute fountain of knowledge. You're a mentor and um, you just have so much knowledge on health and holistic health and acne, which we're going to be talking about today. So, um, it's a no-brainer that you're on for the second time. We're going to be talking about your book, so I absolutely can't wait to dive into this episode. But first of all, Lee, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, and um, thanks for having me back on.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, We're going to be chatting about your new book. Now, is this your fifth book?
0: This is my fifth published book. If you don't include another book that I wrote, but I didn't publish it per se and made it available for free and that was called the coronavirus survival guide
1: right i remember that one
0: yeah yeah
1: Yeah.
0: which Um, is still available via my website so if people go to bodycheck.co.uk that's b-o-d-y-c-h-e-k.co.uk forward slash books you can find all my books there but the coronavirus survival guide um is available for free download
1: Love it. Love it. I, information straight away. That's you through and through. I love it. <laughs> um, but we're going to be talking about um, your newest book, which I have here. So, anybody watching, uh, I'm just holding it up. It's called Eliminating Adult Acne for Good. And I have to say, Lee, um, I've read this book and it is probably one of the most comprehensive books that I've read when it comes to um, health. Not only do you dive into what to eat and, you know, how to look after your skin, what you'd usually expect from a book on acne, but you go into so many other areas as well. You go into mindset and you go into what the different cleanses that are available. And, you know, there are so many ideas and so much, um, so much that someone can do to help their acne. I just think it's such a good book. It's so well written. How much have you written? Like how much is in your words? Um, Did you have anybody help you write it or is it all your words?
0: Yeah, it's 100% my words, yeah.
1: Yeah that's what i thought because i could sense uh, your sense of humor in there as well because it's, <laughs> it's 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 um it's comprehensive it's you know there's a lot of research um it's very heavily referenced but there's also your personality in there as well you've got your sense of humor in there so that's what um i like to see i have to say there's this one quote in your book that you start off with um in in part 1 before we dive into why you did the book and what the book is about mm um you there's this quote and i'm not sure who said it but it basically says there is no evidence diet plays a role in acne and mm. that, i love the way you kick off part 1 with that and it's so um it, it basically explains your stance on everything cuz it's a sarcastic quote um, mm-hmm. obviously it's not true so um what made you um, come up, what made you start the book with a quote like that?
0: Well, the interesting thing is, you know, when I first got acne aged 13, and, you know, my mum took me to my general practitioner for help. And, you know, first of all, he gave me uh, something called Quinoderm, it was an acne cream, which didn't work. And he suggested a cleanser that I used, that not only didn't work, but made things a lot worse when i went back months later and you know said oh a friend of a friend of mine at scores he was on the same cream he's probably at the same doctor actually um he's now on antibiotics and his skin had cleared up and my mum happened to say is it something i'm feeding him is it something you know is there any food that can cause acne he said oh no 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 there's absolutely no link between acne and diet you can eat whatever you want well the interesting thing was that yeah my skin did get better temporarily when i took the antibiotics but that didn't last very long and in fact it started getting worse and worse and worse and that that you know was the only answer from my doctor for the next 18 years keep taking the cream keep using the cleansers that don't work and continue using antibiotics that aren't working and are absolutely ruining your gut it's really frustrating for me when i still see today on the national health service website in the UK. That quote, and that's where I got it from. And they say there is no link between acne and diet, according to the research. You know, you've read the book. How many pieces of research do I reference in that book that clearly show there is a direct link between acne and diet? For me, it's really, I, I don't like to see unfairness. Right? I'm someone I, I like things to ha- be fair and on a level playing field. I don't like to see people being gaslit, I don't like to see people being bullied, and I don't like people to be ripped off. And for me, that comment by the medical community is all those things. It's gaslighting, it's it's corruption, right? Because what it's doing is it's feeding an industry. It's not putting the patient first, it's putting the profits of the pharmaceutical companies and the chemical companies first. You know, it, it breaks my heart because... You know, I hear people online crying out for help, but they don't even have, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, they don't have the paradigm in their own mind to see the truth when they hear it. Because they're so conditioned to believe that their solution is wrapped up in a product of some sort, whether it's a cream that they're going to put on their face or whether it's a pharmaceutical, they can't see outside of that box. Again, for anyone that reads my book, they will, they will clearly see. And you know it's not just it's not just the science that I use in the book. It's my own clinical experience plus my own personal experience. And soon as I started to change my diet and started to clear things up that were wrong inside my body, so going at it from a point of view of well, what's actually causing it, that is when I started to see a difference. And it's the same with my clients. And when I started delving deep into the research, it started to make sense to me, oh, that's why that that works, right? So as as an example, if someone said to me, what's the one thing, if you could only advise one thing to everyone that's got acne, what would you advise? And I would suggest stop eating high glycemic foods. That would be my number one thing, right? So foods that create a sharp increase in blood sugar, that would be my number one thing. If you listen to a medical doctor or most medical doctors, certainly in the UK, they will tell you that 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 won't do anything but that's my number one go-to right there are other things there are lots of other things yeah and again in the book i talk about different you know in certain chapters i'll introduce you to people that i've worked with and actually the root cause of their acne was completely different to the other people and so therefore the solution was very different so if everyone comes in with the mindset of oh I just needed magic product and then my acne is going to go away they're being fooled Mm. which is really sad it's really frustrating for people and you know with skin conditions and it might not, not even just acne but you know eczema dermatitis um sorry psoriasis people can become suicidal or even go beyond feeling suicidal and actually attempt it it's really it's really sad for me to see the options that people think they have compared to the options that are out there.
1: Okay. If
0: they would just open their minds to them.
1: And I have to say your book, it lists um, all of the things that people can do to um, clear, clear the acne. Mm. Is it possible to clear acne for good? Mm. No matter yeah, how bad I mean, it is.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So One of the things that I always say to people is, you know, whenever you've got any symptom in the body, symptoms are blessings. Now that's going to sound very strange. If you're currently suffering from acne, you're going to think, well, how how is that a blessing? Because this is making my life terrible. You know, I went through that for 18 years, so I know how that feels, right? Well, the reason it's a blessing is because a symptom is a way that your subconscious mind is making your conscious mind aware, aware of something what it's making your conscious mind aware of, that there's something internally that's not right. Because if you don't know that there's something internally not right, you don't know that you have something to fix. So as an analogy, if you step on a nail, right, you feel pain. Where do you feel the pain? Where the nail went. Well, that's what you think. Yeah. The perception is the pain is in the foot. Mm-hmm. So you step on the nail, but what happens is you get an impulse via the nervous system from the site where the now enters your foot
1: mm-hmm.
0: up your spinal cord into your brain where the pain is recognized. So pain is only in the brain.
1: Right. So it's the brain. So,
0: so when people have said, oh, your, your conditions in your brain or in your mind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're right. But that doesn't mean it's not real. Right. So why do we feel pain? It's your subconscious mind making your conscious mind aware of something. If you're not aware that you step on a nail, what's gonna happen? You're just gonna stay stepping on it. You're gonna go right the way yeah. through it. Right? You know, if you if you put your hand on a hot plate, what, what are you gonna do? What will be your reaction?
1: Just move it. You're
0: gonna move it pretty quick mm-hmm. because it's hot. People that have leprosy, they don't have the sense of pain or heat. If someone has leprosy and they put their hand on a hot plate, what's gonna happen? They'll keep their hand there. Their hand will stay there. And what will happen mm-hmm. to the hand?
1: Be destroyed, burned. It's going to yeah, it's going, it's going to melt away, <laughs> yeah.
0: right? So there's a great book called The Gift of Pain. And in the book, there's a doctor and he, he works at um, leprosy colonies. And one day he goes back to this leprosy colony in, Italy, in India. And he hadn't worked there for several years. But as, he walk, as he's walking towards the front entrance, all the people, the patients see him and they go running out to greet him. They're really like excited to see him. And he said he's looking at this one guy and he thinks, oh, something doesn't look right. Well, as he was running, this guy's foot, his ankle broke and his foot has come off and he continues running because he can't feel the pain. Pain or symptoms of some other sort are a blessing because they're there to teach you something. Okay, our good teacher, Paul check will tell us about the pain teacher. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can say pain, you can say symptoms. So acne is a symptom. So a lot of the things that, that I've seen cause acne can also cause much more serious diseases. You could be talking heart disease, you could be talking cancer, two biggest killers on the planet, right?
1: So it's almost like an pick. early warning signal, like a smoke signal. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, It's absolutely that. And that's the way I view it is that, okay, if you go and take, you know, isotretinoin, which is probably the most successful treatment for acne, but it still has its consequences. I mean, one of the side effects, again, is suicide of isotretinoin. That's why they changed the name from Accutane to isotretinoin, because it was well known for its side effect of, of suicide. But some people, they say, oh, well, I take isotretinoin, my skin's better now. Great. Although they end up with dry skin for the rest of their life, because it um, massively reduces the size of the sebaceous glands, which hydrate the skin. Mm-hmm. Let's just say someone got really bad acne, they end up going isotretinoin, the acne is now fine, right? But whatever caused the acne in the first place, the root cause is still there. You just don't know about it because now it's like you're driving along in your car, the engine warning lights come on the dashboard. Well, what you've done is you've got a piece of black tape and covered over the light, and now you think everything's fixed. Right, but in that analogy, what's going to happen? You keep driving, the engine's going to blow up at some point, and now you probably can't even afford to fix the car. Whereas, if you went to the mechanic at the first at the first time you saw the engine warning light, mechanic's going to look for the fault, fix the fault on the engine. Now you're all fine, Mm. right? So, using a product like that, and you know, there's lots of other products that may or may not work. You might not have acne, but 10, 15, 20 years down the line, you might potentially have a a life-threatening disease because you didn't deal with the root cause when you were initially uh, warned by your subconscious that there was a problem internally. You didn't listen to the warning signs. So it's more than just acne. For me, the book is more than just about treating acne. It's about optimizing your health. And also, you know, some people say, uh, you know, they talk about expanding your life, living longer. For me, it's not about living longer. It's about living more, Mm -hmm. getting more out of the years that you have rather than getting more years, right? Although Mm -hmm. potentially you'll probably get more years as well, right? Right. So, So whilst the book is definitely for people with acne, It goes way beyond that.
1: It does. And anybody, even if someone doesn't struggle with acne, they can still use the protocols in your book and Mm. still get so much out of it. I mean, for me, for example, I don't have acne. Um, I haven't really struggled with skin problems. My my body doesn't really express itself in that way. It expresses itself in other ways. Um, But I've already looked through the protocols and the tips and the the foods, and I'm already making plans for myself. I'm like, okay, I want to give this a try. I want to give this a try. Um, So the book really is for acne, but it could be for anybody who wants optimal health. I feel mm. like your book is like um, holistic health and functional medicine all in one. It's like you cover the whole spectrum. You cover diet, oh. you cover lifestyle, stress, sleep, um, every, the, the whole aspect of who somebody is. So I have to say, it's it, there's a lot of detail. Do you have any advice for anybody who is about to um, use this book to make a change? Because it's it's an investment of time. Um, hmm. It's going to take, um, it's, it's, you're going to have to change quite a few things in your life. So do you have any advice for someone before they get started?
0: Well, I'll answer that in one second, just in case I forget it, just remember what that question yeah, is. Yeah, come on. So we've both said there's a lot of detail in the book, but the other thing I just want to stress, it's step by step. It is. So i have tried yeah. to make it as simple as possible. It's like, Right, step one, you do this. Okay, when you've done that, fantastic, great. Now you do step two, and this is how you do step two. Oh, you've done step two, great, that's really good. Now here's step three.
1: Yeah, you put so it all together at to the end. You say, this is what you do, but yeah. I suggest you start here first. So you do give someone yeah. an easy step-by-step guide at the end.
0: Yeah. So, so what I've done is I've looked at the way that I work with people one-to-one. Now you can never do that in a book, right? And the reason the reason I've produced the book is because I get a lot of people contacting me and they say, "Oh, oh yeah, I want, I want you to help me. I want you to help me," and I say, "Great!" You know, and I'm convinced, you know, they're ready to change, and because it does take energy to change, this is the investment on my program, and say, there's just no way I can afford that. Now, they might have you know, a very poorly paid job, right? And so I thought, well, how can I help these people? Because I can't give up more of my time. There's only a certain amount of hours in the day. So I thought, well, let's put it in a book form because pretty much anybody can afford a book. You know, Kindle version's about 10 UK pounds or around that kind of mark. And if you don't, if you can't afford a an iPad or a Kindle, paperback version you can even get secondhand one probably at some point on amazon so, so when i'm working with someone one to one, it's very individualized and i'm thinking what steps do i generally go through with people and what what i've done in the book i've laid it out so that I, because i can't what i can't do in a book is make it that individual mm-hmm. as if someone's working with me one-to-one but what I've done is I've looked at, okay, what's the most important thing for someone to do first? And this probably is the answer to your question. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, what's the next thing to do? So the first thing I've said is, okay, mindset. We've got to get the mind right because there are a number of things that you need to do and you've got to, you've got to create change in your life. And for most people, change is challenging. So the first two chapters are really underlying the reasons as to why you need to do the things that I'm teaching you to do in the book. So I I go through, uh, I talk through all the different types of medical treatments, what the benefits of them are, what are the not so beneficial things of those medications. And I also talk a little bit about the politics around why are they using those things, right? And then I go through the science of what causes acne. Now, it might be that we don't understand everything yet from a scientific point of view. I'm open to that, and I'm sure that's probably the case. It is with almost everything in the universe. But in terms of, you know, finding as much research as I was able to, I've put it all in there in the book. So people should understand, Okay, so I understand why I'm doing this. Now, I know some people don't care about that. They just want to get on and do it. And that's fine. But some people like to understand why. So that's why that's in there. So then answering your question, what's the first thing people need to do? And again, this is what I talk about in chapter three in the book. And the first thing is about getting your mindset right. So the first thing, and again, it's all step by step. So really understanding what is your goal? What is your why? Why do you want to achieve acne? Or, or should, should I say, get rid of your acne yeah. for life, right? Because I think almost everybody, you you'll have that mindset of, well, I just want to get rid of my acne. And it might be, well, I want my self-confidence back or want my self-esteem back or whatever it might be. Or I want to be more attractive or whatever it might be. again this comes back to my experience I've been coaching for 27 years what I tend to find is that most people's mindset is focused on what they don't want Mm. and that's the acne right what we know from quantum physics is that like attracts like so if you keep thinking about no acne you're still using the word acne so again in the book I get you to set very clear goals and there's certain words that are banned
1: yeah, you give lists of words. You'll say, get, write down your goals, but don't say negative words and don't listen, and you like acne and um, like, I don't want this. I don't want that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's very important. And again, this comes from experience. Working with hundreds and hundreds of clients is that if you really focus on what you do want, and you're constantly reiterating that every day in what I call affirmation statements, it creates a vibration, right? So if you're creating a vibration, now your your mind doesn't know the difference between what you're saying and thinking and the truth. Mm. Your body will start to believe whatever it is that you're saying and you're thinking. Once I get you to set your goals, and again, You know, I think most people know what smart goals are. But again, I get you to do that in the book because it's probably the best way to set goals. I then get people to come up with an affirmation statement. And again, everyone needs to come up with their own statement. When I'm working one-to-one with clients, I might help them a little bit or I might suggest certain things or just help them shape it maybe. Because again, most people start saying negative words or they might say, I don't want acne. Mm So I go through that process first. And then another thing that I get people to do, and again, this is to help people with their behavior because it's all about their behavior and the choices that people are going to make. The next stage is to set core values. So core values, if you like, are a set of beliefs or values that you live your life by to achieve your goals. So again, if you think of the sequence it's in, you set your goal Mm -hmm set your affirmations you set your core values all right so everything's done in a specific order because i think if you don't get your mind right first as soon as you come up against a challenge in the rest of the things that you need to do you're going to you're going to say this is too much i'm not going to do it right? right so even again with regards to mindset the next thing i get you to do is to write down all the potential excuses that might come up and again i give you lots of examples of things that i've seen over the years right so people will say things to me like well it was impossible for me to eat the right diet on that day because we had a working lunch and there was only sandwiches
1: which is and very if normal like that that's something i can imagine anybody saying that that's course. a very normal circumstance yeah yeah
0: or, or someone might say well Me and my best friend, we went clove shopping that day and all that was available was McDonald's and Burger King.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: So I have a whole list of things. Oh, I was on holiday, right, or whatever it might be. Again, I've got a whole list of them in the book. Now, if I was working with someone in a one-to-one situation, I would say to them, okay, so you had a lunchtime meeting at work. There was only sandwiches available. What could you have done differently? Right, you know, there's a really cheesy saying, but it's actually so true is um, planning to fail or sorry, failing to plan is planning to fail, yeah, right, and it's so true. Mm. Yes, it's a really cheesy saying, but it's absolutely true. So, I might say to someone, Okay, so what could you have done? and they say, Well, I suppose. I could have maybe bought something out that was more healthy and brought that into the meeting. Or maybe I could have prepared my own food that day and brought it in with me. Whatever it might be. Now, it's not down to me to tell someone what the best solution is, whether it's in a one-to-one situation or from the book. But again, I get people to go through that process themselves and say, right, what are the potential stumbling blocks or obstacles that might get in the way of me Doing the things that I must do if I'm going to achieve clear skin for the rest of my life. Now, if someone's listening to this and they've got acne and they think, well, I'm not going to be, I haven't got it in me to put in any effort, then I would say to you, well, you're choosing, you're choosing to maintain your acne. And you're choosing to not listen to what your subconscious is telling your conscious.
1: Mm -hmm. Because if people stick with what you're doing, if people, strengthen their mindset and they really take on the protocols that you write out in the book the the benefits go beyond clearing their skin it's it's a real life changer um mm. and it's it's a really it's it's powerful it's powerful stuff um is there anything else about the mindset that you want to say before i dive into some of the root causes what are some of those root causes? Because people, um, a lot of people just don't even think about that. They think, oh, it's my age or it's genetic. And they kind of write it off as um, just this is meant to happen to me. But there are actually Mm. causes and you can reverse those if you find out what they are. So what are some of the common causes that you come across?
0: So just based on what you just said, what is quite interesting is that if you if you study hunter-gatherer tribes that have never lived in a Western society, they don't have acne. Because we kind of think, well, it's a natural thing when you're a teenager. Right. You're naturally going to get acne, right? And there is some logic to that. And that's because of something called the mTOR pathway. So I won't bore you with too much of the science. And to be honest, I don't understand it 100% myself, right? But again, I, I do go into a lot of detail in the book. But basically, it's a growth pathway to make it really simple to understand. And there are certain foods that stimulate certain hormones that stimulate a growth process, right? So there are two main times in our life when our mTOR pathway is increased. One is when we're a baby, and the other time is when we're teenagers.
1: Mm-hmm. So when we
0: have our big growth growth spurts, right? So interestingly, what, what does a baby use to nourish itself with if it's having a natural diet?
1: Breast milk.
0: Breast milk. Milk.
1: Mm.
0: So milk has got things in it that stimulate growth within the body, right? And I think most people understand that dairy is a big problem for a lot of people with acne, mm-hmm. right? And, and we know it does stimulate the mTOR pathway. But interestingly, babies don't get acne, but teenagers do. Now, so this would be the next thing. So people would say, well, obviously you go through your teenage years, you get that increase in hormones. So it might be estrogen for females, testosterone for men. And that will play a role for sure, right? And that probably is why... People that live in westernised countries tend to get acne when they go through those teenage years. However, not all teenagers do. No. Right. So is there a genetic component? Probably. Probably is a genetic component. But then you need to look at genetic versus the expressions of your genes. So your epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And what is your epigenetics? It's your environment triggering the expression of a gene. So what makes up our environment? Well, certainly the foods that we eat. So for me, the first thing that I address in the book in terms of things that you actually do to help with your acne beyond mindset is diet. Mm -hmm. The key things being high-glycemic foods that I mentioned earlier, and dairy for me they're the they're the key ones there are other things as well you know anything that creates any kind of inflammation is going to be a problem so now you're talking seed oils and trans fats um th- things like that
1: i just ask lee um, when you yeah. speak about high glycemic um, does that so within that category? Are we talking about fruit and natural sugars as well? If someone has acne, would you recommend that they uh, like that's
0: included in the high glycemic category? So it depends. I would say it depends on their metabolic type. Okay. Yeah. So again, in the book, I yeah. talk about yeah. individuals' metabolic type as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So for someone like myself, so I'm what is known as a fast oxidizer. Which means I turn nutrients into energy very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fast oxidizers do not do very well on things like citrus fruits because it spikes our blood sugar too quickly.
1: Interesting. Right? And and does, does the glucose monitor prove that to you? Have you tested it? Because you do talk I'm about not, glucose monitors. Well,
0: I've, I haven't used glucose monitors oh, right, on myself. Right. Yeah. But I can feel it if my blood sugar. Uh, you know, I. I I'm not going to say I don't need one, but I'm very tuned in.
1: Yeah.
0: Like when you go through the process of metabolic typing, if you go for it properly, even now I've been doing metabolic typing for 19 years. And even this year, I'm still amazed when you, know, you take on a new client and you take them through the process of metabolic typing and they say to me, I cannot believe how different I feel. And then they say, I can't believe how bad I used to feel, but I didn't even know it.
1: You see, Lee, like this this part, the metabolic typing part, um, this is actually a question that I had and you just went into it. Um, I wanted to ask you about diet and the metabolic typing part because I find it absolutely fascinating. I don't know which one I am um, yet, but Mm. I'm going to go through your because your book links into the metabolic typing Mm. questionnaire. So basically someone, if they want to find out their metabolic type, they um, take a questionnaire and there's just lists and lists of questions. Mm -hmm. And at the end, you get a kind of approximate um, kind of guess initially as to which type you are. Um, Mm You said fast oxidizer for yourself. And then there are others which you can go into. And then uh, once you know which one you are, then you can um, basically uh, test it out and then tweak it, see how you feel. And then once you've got your metabolic type, then that that's it like you're you're eating exactly how your body was designed to eat according to ancestry i just that blows my mind i absolutely love it so that's what i want to go into um go into now um Mm. so you're the fast oxidizer what are the other
0: metabolic types so so there are two branches if you like so you've got the autonomic nervous system dominant
1: Mm.
0: and you've got the oxidative system dominant so this was this was a a theory developed by Bill Walcott, who's the world's leading authority on metabolic typing. So on the autonomic nervous system side, you've got um, sympathetic dominant, parasympathetic dominant and balanced. So three different types. And on the oxidative side, you've got fast oxidizer, slow oxidizer and mixed. Mm. So, for, as a fast oxidizer, as I said, I turn nutrients into energy very quickly. So I need foods that are very slow to digest generally. So for me, I need to eat predominantly high fat, high protein, very low carbohydrate. I mean, when I say carbohydrate, I'm talking plants. I'm not talking like if I have what most people consider carbs, they destroy me. So potato, bread, pasta, um, I'm actually not too bad on rice. although well, I don't have it very often, but I seem to be okay with rice. And I know so many other people that, that aren't. They, they have rice and they're asleep. Really? Right. And, and, and that's from a lot of clients really struggle with rice. But for some reason, I don't. <laughs> from experience, it's generally it's generally the foods that you eat the most that you have the most problem with. Actually, that might be why, because I've not eaten a lot of rice throughout my lifetime, Really? You know, it's, it's quite interesting because, you know, there's a lot of people like Dr. Sean Baker around talking about, you know, um, carnivore diets and how we- how well people are doing with carnivore diets. And it's interesting, I, you know, I'm, I've kind of got my eyes on that and I'm kind of quite interested in that. Certainly, if you look, you know, if you talk to a lot of people about the gut microbiome, for instance, and again, that plays a massive role in acne as well. You know, people will say, you know, you've got to have a good fibre intake to have a good gut microbiome mm. but then you look at some most people i've seen eating a carnival diet and they look unbelievably healthy mm. and when you think well how did we evolve we evolved mainly eating animals right so yeah it's a really interesting subject but just going back to what you said the other thing about metabolic typing is it's not fixed so remember it 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 encapsulates both your genetics, but also your environment. So seasons, you mean? Seasons, right. stress levels, how much exercise, where you are in your menstrual cycle. So, you know, all those things are going to affect where you need to be in terms of your, you know, what we call your macronutrients, Okay, macronutrient ratios. I mean, you should know the answer to, to the question I'm going to ask you now. Oh, God, go What? What do most women crave when they're pre-menstrual? Chocolate. Sugar.
1: Sugar, yeah. Carbs.
0: Yeah, Yeah, carbs. So, you know, as you go through your menstrual cycle, what your body needs does change. And you just got to listen to what your body's telling you and and listen to how your body responds after you've eaten things. Mm. Because generally, if you're craving foods, it's because you haven't eaten right for your time. So, again, think of it another way. So you you wouldn't know so much at the moment, but here in the UK, it's pretty cold. What, what do most people eat if it's cold? Warm stews and like comfort foods. and Ross, yeah. stodgy, right? What do people want when it's boiling hot? Salads. Salads, maybe a light meat rather than mm. heavy meat. We already know a little bit about metabolic typing without actually knowing we're already doing it to a degree
1: Mm, that's interesting yeah
0: but what um doing the metabolic typing questionnaire what that does it gives you what we call your starting point Mm -hmm. so you get your starting point and then the next phase is doing what we call the fine tuning now why why is that important for acne most you know most people what's that got to do with acne well first of all one of the things you need to really do is manage your blood sugar levels Because once your blood sugar is going high, now you're stimulating growth hormones and and steroid hormones. And what they do is they stimulate the sebaceous glands to secrete sebum in your hair follicle. They also stimulate the production of skin cells. So if you've got extra skin cells being produced in a hair follicle with extra sebum, can you see that there might now be a blockage in, in the pore? Right? so managing your blood sugar is best done eating the right macronutrient ratios for you that's fats proteins carbohydrates but also when you get that right it also optimizes cellular energy so when you have optimum energy in the cell it allows the release of toxins so this is another important thing with acne is that quite often And, and, you know, some of the people I've worked with, that's been the only thing we've had to do is to get toxins out of the body. So, again, I talk about an example in the book where I was working with someone and she was panicking because the first time in her life she had acne at the age of 27 and she was getting married the next year and her face had broken out. She's thinking, oh, no, I don't want to look like this on my wedding day. Right. So she was freaking out. So we got her eating right for a type. Yeah, a little improvement, but not much. We ran some tests. She had a parasite infection, a little bit of a dysbiosis in the gut. We worked on that. A little bit better, but still far from where she wanted to be. So the next thing I did was, say, right, let's let's run a heavy metal toxicity test. So we did that. And her levels of blood mercury were off the scale. I'd never seen a score like it. It was just, it literally wasn't on the scale. It was off the scale.
1: Why do you think that is with this particular client?
0: Well, she asked me that. And the first thing I said is, well, the most common thing that causes high levels of mercury, in my experience, is eating lots of tuna. Because tuna contains a lot of mercury. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she looked at me and she went, I've been eating tuna every day for the last 10 years. she was eating tuna sandwiches or having tuna salad every day for lunch that's all she ever had so she was 27 i think since she started work at 19 i think she started work she was having it every day so i just literally got her to take some uh, liposomal glutathione and within a few weeks her acne was gone
1: Wow. Cause also, um, you mentioned how to do a heavy metal, um, Mm. detox in your book. Like you Mm. mentioned the brands you've got, even got images of the bottles that you would use and, um, and it's a step-by-step process of how to go about it. So how does someone know, um, if they need to do a heavy metal detox, do you think any, everybody needs to do it just to, because we're all bound to have some, some level of it, or do you think you should test first?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I I always give my clients the option and I'll say, look, we can just do a heavy metal test because almost everyone has heavy metal toxicity today. Mm. And, you know, the the thing that's literally in our environment these days is the chemtrails. I don't know what it's like where you are, but chemtrails are everywhere in the UK. Sorry, what are chemtrails? So, Aeroplanes flying overhead, right, pumping out these chemicals, and they've generally got high levels of aluminium in them, which we know is a very, very dangerous poison. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're doing it, suppose I mean, they're denying that they're doing it, mm-hmm. but then people like Bill Gates are saying, Well, we need to do that to block the sun because of global warming. And that's that's a whole nother can of worms I don't want to open up today. So you know, I, I do say to my clients, look, we could test for heavy metals and there's different, there's different ways of doing it. And then we might be a little bit more specific in what we might do to um, eliminate them from the cells. Or we could do a generic heavy metal detox. And, and they're the ones that I talk about in the book, the generic mm, ones. The generic ones. And, and by the way, the other thing about the book you know, again, this is my experience of working with clients. Quite often, I might say to someone, "Right, you need to do this, or you need to do that." But then they say, "Well, how, how do I do that? Where do I buy that? Where do I buy this?" In the book, there's a page on one of my websites, and it's got all the information of everything. Like if I if I say, "Right, you need to buy this," I've got resources, and also say, "Right, well, if they're out of stock, this is this is the next option. If they're out of stock, here's another option." Hmm. So. You know, I've tried to make it so it's impossible to fail. In terms of the book, I, I suggest that people, everyone goes for a heavy metal detox. For most people, you probably need to do it.
1: And a you probably generic. It. What's that? A generic. So just yeah, start with a generic heavy metal yeah.
0: detox. And most people it? need to do it for probably at least three months, but maybe much longer maybe 18 months for some people
1: and and how how would someone expect to feel if they were to do something like that
0: from day to day you probably wouldn't feel a great deal of difference from day to day Mm. but over a long period of time you may well feel different i mean as i said with the lady that i just spoke about you know she was using liposomal glutathione you know her acne was gone in a few weeks
1: well, wow, so for her, that was really everything she needed to get rid of her acne. You tried the diet, you tried all these different lifestyle things, and they did—they did, they did the make metals, improvements. Yeah, right. The other like things it did it make the heavy improvements. That really got to the core.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it might have been that we—you know—had we not have done those other things first, the heavy the heavy metal detox might not have worked as well.
1: Right. So I mean that the other cause is that it's really interesting because there are so many different avenues you could go down. Mm. but um, you talked about parasites as well and you've mentioned it as well in this conversation. Mm. Um, let's Let's go into parasites a little bit. Do, do we all have uh, parasites and do we all need to get rid of them? Um, do we all need to do some sort of cleanse or would you say it's just for certain people? Again, do we need to test? What do you recommend?
0: I mean, a, par- any, a parasite is anything that robs you of your resources, right? In this aspect, we're really talking about our food supply. Mm. So a lot of the bacteria in our gut aren't parasites because they have a symbiotic relationship with us. They give back, so they're not just robbing, right? Mm. But the parasites I think you're referring to are things like worms and protozoa and flukes and things like that that And we whatever
1: get. would cause acne as well.
0: Yeah, so, well, the thing is with these parasites is they release toxins. And it's the toxins that could potentially be causing acne. So, when I'm working one-to-one with people, I strongly suggest, if I feel they might have a parasite, that they would actually test for it. And, uh, you know, there's lots of really good stool tests around now. My experience with... Uh, medical tests, not so good. So, in, in the UK, I can't talk about other countries, but I've literally had clients coming to me saying, I have night sweats, I grind my teeth, my anus is always itchy, I've got blotches on my skin, which are all symptoms of a parasite infection, right? And they'll say, I ran a stool test with my doctor, they, I, I definitely don't have a parasite. And I'm like, hmm, mm, I'm pretty sure you do. You know, they've got low energy, you know, they've literally got all the symptoms of, a, and they've lost weight. They've got all the symptoms of a parasite infection. And a few times I've, I've you know, I've taken a big risk. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, you get a test done. If it comes back negative, I'll pay for it. I've That's never had deal. to pay out. I've never had to pay out, Right. I probably wouldn't do that anymore because you never know. Um, But if I'm working one-to-one, I would strongly suggest that someone does do a stalk test. Now, sometimes, you know, people are limited financially. And that's not, you know, some people might live in a certain place that just don't have access to it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I would say if you don't have the ability to do a test, I would probably recommend you do a parasite cleanse once or twice a year. You know they don't really cause any any major harm. I mean, they would if you did them all the time, mm-hmm. but you know once or twice a year is not going to cause too much harm. And, so,
1: and what would it entail?
0: So most of them they're either in tablet form. Some are in liquid form. Uh, some of the, some of the liquid ones, I don't really want to put people off, but they're absolutely horrendous. There's there's one in particular one, but you know it's a very very good product. You know, I remember you take like three, there's three different ones that you take. Like the A, it's pretty bad. The B is probably the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. The C, not much better. And then other people say, actually, I quite like it. To me, you know, I mean, I don't drink, I haven't drunk alcohol for nearly 20 years now. But, you know, some of those drinks and they're just horrendous. Like right? what the really
1: strong, powerful ones, like yeah. the ones that burn. And it's like now yeah, barn remover.
0: That's what that parasite cleanse reminds me of in terms oh. of the taste. Um, but there are other ones that you can take. Like there's particular ones that I found, again, really, really effective. They're just a, a capsule. You just swallow it. It's just a herbal herbal formula, but really, really effective. I mean, you can get a bit of a aftertaste. Mm -hmm. but nowhere near as bad as the the liquid one. But, um, yeah, that they're really powerful. I find so it can be just sometimes just a liquid that you put into water and just drink it, you know, certain amount of times a day, or it might be taking capsules certain times a day. Um, whenever you're doing anything like that, you can get what's called a Herxheimer reaction. So a Herxheimer reaction. So if you're doing like a parasite cleanse or a fungal cleanse as these things die off, they start to dump toxins into the bloodstream. Now, if you don't have a good detoxification system, a good elimination system, what will happen is the toxins will start to build up in your bloodstream and, and temporarily your skin might get worse. Mm. Right. Again, I do warn people about that in the book that sometimes when you do these cleanses, your skin can get worse before it gets better. So, And again there are things you can do to minimize the herxheimer reactions as well you you generally get what i would call flu-like symptoms feel like you've got a bit of a flu like energy's low joints might ache etc um you know just just don't feel quite yourself kind of thing um but um but yeah there are things you can do but the better your digestive system is the better your uh elimination system is better your detoxification system is the less likelihood you'll get any of those reactions
1: right and um the one of the other uh, protocols that you describe are the skin cleanses which i find Mm. really really fascinating i was looking through the skin cleanses and i was thinking okay so which one can i take on today (laughs) like which is the easiest one because Um, some of them are really, really simple that you can do daily. Um, some of them, um, you can do every other day. Um, so, I mean, the skin cleanses, people usually think, okay, so my skin routine, I maybe put on, you know, use some makeup remover. If, if you're female, um, you know, use some toner, then a moisturizer and, you know, all the best brands, you know, spend Mm. lots of money. Surely these are good for my skin because how can they not be what do you have to say about that and what's your alternative suggestion
0: yeah that's quite that's quite a big question it is a big
1: question yeah
0: the first thing I would say is there's a reason why the skin itself is last in my book because you know as I tend to say acne is an inside job predominantly so what you put on your skin to me is the least important Okay. Now, the next thing is, there are a lot of products on the market, I would say the majority of products on the market are quite toxic. So a lot of these beauty products, let's call them, could well be part of the problem, part of the cause of the problem of, of your acne. Makeup can be an issue. Again, most makeup's pretty toxic. Again, I do recommend brands... not necessarily in the book but certainly on the resources page you can refer to from the book the interesting thing about you know cleansing moisturizing toning all that kind of stuff was actually something that i still recommended up until about two three years ago um exfoliating as well but the more i looked into it the more i realized potentially it could be doing more damage than good
1: really what made you change your mind
0: well, there's, there's a holistic dermatologist in in the States called Julie Greenberg, and I've taken quite a lot of courses with her. And her saying is, you should only ever wash your pits and your bits.
1: Mm, yeah, I remember that part from your right? book. Mm.
0: So we're really talking about you know your armpits and your genital area, with, with soap, that is. Let water wash everything else. So when I first heard her say that, I thought, that's interesting. I'm going to try it. So I used to so I used to up until a couple of years ago or so, I used to once a week I would wash my face with a cleanser, exfoliate, use a toner and then a moisturizer. I'd do it once a week. And then I thought, right, let me let me just try what she said. And I started literally not doing any of it, not washing my face with any soap or shower gel or anything don't have any friends anymore by the way
1: (laughs) yeah it sounds it doesn't sound goodly like come on
0: literally (laughs) just literally just washing with water apart from pits and bits Hmm. and my skin felt even better
1: wow interesting you don't put anything on Uh, your skin like nothing no moisturizer
0: the only thing i put put on my skin is aloe vera gel Hmm. now for someone that's fifty-five years old, my skin's not bad, right? You now, for someone whose skin thirty years ago was terrible, aloe, now, aloe vera gel. The reason the reason I, I like it is because number one, it acidifies the skin. Mm. Now, the more acid your skin is, the less of a uh, environment that's conducive to acne
1: i love the this more, bit the ph the more, yes
0: yeah the, the more alkaline your skin is the more likely that the bad bacteria will proliferate on your skin so a lot of the products that people use to put on their skin soaps um, cleansers they alkalize the skin so you're increasing the likelihood of acne now the one thing that i do still recommend is using like a um a face pack like a detox face pack so there's different there's different things like um bentonite clay charcoal things like that that they use in those face masks that they help to draw toxins out again from experience i tend to find that when you start doing those if you weren't doing them before the skin will get a little bit better sorry get a little bit worse before it gets better because it's drawing Toxins from deep in the skin. Mm -hmm. That's from experience. Now, from a day-to-day basis, that's all I would recommend in terms of putting stuff on your skin. Right?
1: Just water as in just just, yeah.
0: Just water. I mean, there are there are other alternatives to things like you know, some people just don't get on with aloe vera for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And there are good brands out there, and again, I talk about different brands in the book and on on the resources page on my website. But on top of that, there are other things that I recommend, things like um, dry skin brushing daily. So with a natural bristle brush, literally brushing your entire body. Now, luckily for me, I've got the kind of hairstyle I can literally do my my whole body. If you've got long hair, it's a bit more of an issue. Um, But doing that every day just gets the dead skin cells off the body. Also stimulates blood flow to the skin as well like quite often you do it and your skin's quite red
1: yeah because
0: those brushes are quite quite h- harsh right yeah and then there are things like apple cider vinegar baths that you can do and then there's another one where you coat yourself with castor oil and olive oil mm-hmm. and get in a hot bath and just let that do its do its thing castor oil again it's a really really good at, at detoxing as well
1: and can you get all of these things? Where can you buy these things from? Can you get them from the supermarket?
0: I don't or know. You, did, you you want to get good quality. That's that's the key. Mm. So you know, you're definitely looking at organic and cold-pressed in terms of the oils. Certainly organic, apple cider vinegar. Now, I did hear a rumour that a um, certain Mr. Gates has bought a brand called Bragg's. So Bragg's is the biggest brand of apple cider vinegar.
1: I've got that in my cupboard, yeah.
0: Bill Gates also owns a company called Appeal. Are you familiar with Appeal? No, no. So Appeal is, uh, how can I describe it? Let's call it a product and leave it at that. That is sprayed on fruit, particularly apples, and it can last for months and months and months and months and months and months and months. And apparently he's using appeal on the apples that they're now using to make Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Because in America, it gets past the organic.
1: I love Bragg's because yeah. it's clearly designed for um, someone who wants to use it for their gut, you know, for gut health. Like they give you instructions, you know, have it before your meals and it's organic and... Um, I just love the the fact that they, that the brand kind of understands that that people take it to increase the acidity of their stomach. Um, so that I mean that's heartbreaking. I'm going to have to switch brands. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry to break the news. I mean, yeah, I haven't confirmed that, but that's definitely what I've heard.
1: So you wouldn't recommend Bragg's? In I'm the- certainly avoiding <laughs> so- it now. Okay, right. Um, so if somebody was to get started, um, just say they're listening to this podcast, they're like, right, I'm going to get the book, but I want to do something today in the direction of getting rid of my acne. I'm sick and tired of this. Like I need to get started. So, um, You've, you've mentioned step by step process. So first of all, you know, somebody needs to get their mindset in check first, you know, figure out their why, you know, put some goals in place, fix the way they speak to themselves. That's the first thing. Sure. Um, then kind of moving on to look looking at your diet, you know, maybe figuring out your metabolic type. So just kind of zoning in on diet just a little bit more. Um, you mentioned that high glycemic foods and dairy foods, they're, um, they're the top kind of foods that you would look at to reduce if someone was, to, or eliminate if someone was to have acne um, yeah. issues. So um, are there any other foods that people should absolutely be avoiding? And are there any foods or drinks that they should be having for acne specifically? What are your thoughts on caffeine? I, I ask about caffeine in probably all my podcast episodes, because let's face it, you know, we all love A bit of caffeine, a bit of a pick-me-up, some coffee, some black coffee. It's probably my favorite part of the day. Um, Is caffeine good for acne? Does it have any effect? Does it depend?
0: Well, my view is, um, well, first of all, if you are going to have coffee, Mm. make sure you're using uh, organic coffee beans. Don't buy anything already ground. Don't buy granules, anything like that. However, when you take on caffeine, what that does, it stimulates the release of cortisol from the adrenal glands. What cortisol does, it releases sugar from your muscular system into your bloodstream. I would say if you've got bad acne right now, coffee would probably be something that you definitely want to start to reduce your intake. Because I would never suggest just stop it cold turkey because it it is a drug. So I would say if you're drinking four cups of coffee a day, cut it down to three and replace the latest one that you have in the day with another type of drink, preferably a good quality water. Mm. Do that for a week. And at the end of the first week, cut it down to two coffees a day and replace the third, what was the third one of the day, with another drink. Now, if water's a bit too much of a jump for you at this stage, you might want to go to something like a green tea, maybe, because that's got a very tiny amount of caffeine in it. And then each week, just drop one cup. Until until it, I would say at this stage, I would definitely cut it out completely. It might be something that, you know, maybe one cup a day might be something you can bring back in later. But if your skin's bad, I would definitely recommend cut it, cut down gradually, and cut it down to zero for a while. Because you can always like once once everything's balanced out and everything's good, you know, you might be able to get away one cup a day, no problem. Mm. I when I'm working with clients generally, and they you know they're real coffee lovers, I say just cut it down to one a day. Don't cut it out completely. Still give yourself that little bit of joy every day. Now, I would say 50% of the time, those coffee lovers end up saying, Do you know what, I don't need it anymore. And 50% just carry on having one a day and, and are happy with that.
1: Okay, so coffee um, is definitely something to reduce if you have acne. Um, and just, just, just kind of coming to the food once again, Um So if someone wants to figure out their metabolic type, that's a really Mm. great way to get started So, um, on on their way to kind of fixing their acne. So there is a questionnaire. There's a link in your book to actually get there. Um, But if someone wanted to figure out, okay, so I have a fairly good diet. How do I figure out what foods um, don't agree with me and which ones don't? You said that you can feel when something's wrong. What are those, what are you talking about there? What are those feelings you're getting that someone else yeah. could look out for?
0: Yeah, good question. So there are three, there are three things that are, are affected by what we eat. Your energy levels, your satiety levels, and your emotions. So part of the process of the fine tuning that we spoke about earlier is that you record one to two hours after each meal, how you feel in each of those areas. So, for instance, if you were hungry 90 minutes after you've eaten a meal, there was something wrong with that meal, right? Or if your energy is low, right? Or if you're feeling like you need a nap two hours after you've eaten, there was something wrong with the meal. And it could be too much carbohydrate, it could be too much fat and protein, it can be either way. What I tend to see is more than, more often than not, it's too much carbohydrate and not enough fat and protein. It, it, not always, but that tends to be the case. Um, and just from an emotional level, as well, you know, if you're very mentally, kind of on a on a calm level, don't really too much up and down. That's another sign that again that you're eating right, rather than getting that wrong as well. And there, there are multiple questions within each one to work out, you know, whether you responded well to a meal or not. Mm, okay. But over time, once you've done enough of those, it's a bit like, you know, when you're riding, learning to ride a bike and you've got stabilizers on, Yeah. right? There comes a point where you don't need the stabilizers anymore. So there'll come a point where you don't need to write down on a piece of paper how you're feeling because you just do it naturally. You just know
1: so um it just takes practice you just have to kind of tune into how you feel and um yeah you know learn learn how your body responds to these things do you know what that there was just that there's there's so much information to cover on this book and I couldn't recommend it enough to somebody who has um skin problems and acne and Uh, because not only um, do you have personal experience, but you've also helped countless numbers of clients to actually overcome their acne. So there's so much hope in this book. And the message of this episode is that there's there's hope for anybody who's been struggling with skin problems. It is fixable. It is 100% fixable. You just need to know how to do it. And I think your book is the best way for somebody to really get to grips with the root cause of their acne and to fixing it for good. So, Lee, is is there anything else that we've missed out? I, that there's a ton that we haven't talked mm-hmm. about. But is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with um, after this episode?
0: Yeah. So, again, uh, you know, as you said, there's there's lots more we could have gone into in the book, right? But I guess what I want to leave people with is the thing that I hear a lot. Is I've tried everything, but nothing has worked. I hear that said so many times, and the people that are saying it are a hundred percent convinced they've tried absolutely everything. If I question those people, because what what have they done? They've done what their doctors or their dermatologists have told them to do. So they've done everything, right? But when I question these people, they haven't done anything that's in my book so they think they've tried everything but what they haven't done is get to the root cause of the problem what they've done is they've treated the symptoms which is why you know it just, it just continues because the engine warning lights might be covered over maybe but the black tape keeps falling off Right. So if you're out there and you're thinking you've tried everything, just know that there's more to try and there's a lot more to try. Okay. So yeah. Love it. Love have it. a, have a little read through my book and let me know if you've tried all that already.
1: Yeah. How do people buy the book? How do people follow you, find you?
0: So the book is available on all major retailers online, so Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I don't even know what shops there are in the UK, but you know any any physical shop should be able to get it for you as well. You can also get it from my website. So I mentioned it right at the beginning. So bodycheck, B-O-D-Y-C-H-E-K, uk forward slash books. Uh, you can also find me on my consulting website, which is bodycheck.co.uk. And online, um, Instagram. My handle is uh, Radical Health Rebel. And then on Twitter, you can get me just Lee Brandon.
1: And you also have a podcast as well.
0: Can't I have a podcast, that yeah, which is the Radical Health Rebel. Yep.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lee, I have to say again, thank you again for such a a great conversation. Um, There's so much to learn from you. And I feel like there are so many more episodes that we could do, but we've just got to pace ourselves, right? Maybe we'll have to do one in another year's time or so. (laughs) Um, But it was so great to chat to you. And um, I look forward to doing it again soon.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having, having me back.
1: I'm Tamara Walpole, and you've been listening to Your Body's Way. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. You can find me on Instagram as Tamara Walpole Nutrition. Join me next time for some more juicy information on how to help you on your journey to your best self yet. Your Body's Way is the only way. Chat soon.